What is good, everyone? This is your host, Deanna Ralescu with Label Free Podcast. To live your best life, you must live label free. As always, bring you incredible guests from all over the world. So sit back, relax, and tune in. My next guest is a PhD in international criminal and humanitarian law. She is also a podcast host, an entrepreneur, and founder of Figgy Life and Beauty. Please welcome Jean. Jean, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. I'm excited to have you. So it's not too often that I talk to someone that has, like, so I went down the skincare line, the skincare path for a little bit, but I want to talk about how you transitioned from being very much into like criminal and humanitarian law. And you also presented on human rights issues worldwide for 15 years. That's a long time to shift gears. Can you kind of like walk us through like what was, what caused you to make that change? Yeah, it was two main things, really. Um, in 2015, I was diagnosed with panic disorder. And this is when I was still running my human rights consultancy. And it was caused by anxiety-related issues I had my entire life based on childhood traumas. And I just didn't deal with it the way that I was supposed to. And when I was diagnosed, I wasn't really in the profession where we talk about mental health issues. And if you do, having anxiety is really just somebody that can't handle right. stress or, you know, they're just lesser than. So the first thing I did after we found out and was such a long road towards finding out is telling my husband, nobody can know. We, we can't tell people this. Like we, yeah. yeah, anything can be wrong with me except this. So I didn't manage it well at all. And it got a lot worse and then we moved and immigrated to Portugal in 2020 a week before COVID and the idea was for me to bring my consultancy over to Europe my husband had his business already expanded and long and short it didn't work out for me like it did for him so I lost a lot during that time it was really one of the worst times of my life oh I'm sorry and it's also when my panic disorder completely just broke yeah. And I just lost everything, my identity, who I thought I was, everything I worked so hard for. I was dealing with all of these emotional struggles. And back then I thought it was the worst thing that could have happened to me. But now looking back at it, I'm, I'm so grateful that it did happen to me. That's got to be tough. It's something that you is kind of taboo, right? And you're, if you're in that kind of corporate world, I, especially someone who has a PhD in um, humanitarian criminal law, like, and you're a consultant. So like, I, that would be very difficult to be like, I'm dealing, I'm struggling with this, but yet I can't talk about it. I mean, that would be really tough. Yeah, it really was because I was very much also in a position of mentorship. So yeah. I did, I just felt so fake because I thought I'm, spending my days helping other people with this and other professionals like with this and now I'm suffering with anxiety like how can I possibly help anybody else if this is who I am yeah and it was also kind of the family history and the personal circumstances it's just not something you talk about and it's just not something you say yeah um and I think also <laughs> society people don't understand it they don't understand anxiety disorders they don't understand there are many different types they don't understand it's completely different than stress so it was really challenging well that's also the, a label right 
And you are struggling with not only the label of this disorder, but what you're putting on yourself. So you were like internalizing that, which is really, it's nothing to be ashamed of because there are so many people that suffer from anxiety, you know, and, um, I, I, or, and panic. I mean, cause anxiety and panic is pretty much like you have anxiety first and then the panic comes, right? (laughs) Isn't that what happens? Yeah, I have panic disorders, so definitely they can overlap. The biggest difference really with panic disorder is you start to change your behaviors, normal behaviors, because you're so afraid of having a panic attack again. So for instance, for me, when I was first diagnosed, I stopped eating completely for three weeks because when I had panic attacks, I thought I couldn't breathe. (gasps) And I just had this fear that if I had food going down my throat, I would choke and I would die. My gosh. I understand. Yeah, I understand it sounds really irrational to say it that way, but when you're in that moment, there is no such thing as rational thinking. Like, yeah. you are completely convinced of the fact that you will die. So, um, other things is maybe just after a panic attack, I will stop leaving the house and start isolating because I get afraid of loud noises and crowded spaces and lights. So... You start changing your behaviors to avoid having another attack. Yeah. How did your husband help you and support you through um, this time dealing with all that? Because that's got to be tough. That was really, really tough. And I have to say I'm so blessed because I have such a supportive partner. From the beginning, he went with me to the psychiatrist and the psychologists. And he was always asking, what can he do to assist me? How can he better understand what I'm going through? And we have a system now um, where we have like code words. If I say I'm stressed, I had a normal stressful day and it's going to pass tomorrow. If I say I'm anxious, I'm pre-panic attack and we need to be aware. And when I say I'm panicking, then we've crossed crossed the threshold and it's time for disaster control. Wow, that's a lot. So do you have triggers that set you off having a panic disorder? Oh, you do. So you know what those are? Yes, it took me a long time to get to know those and to get yeah. comfortable with those because that in itself has its own sense of guilt and, you know. But um, I would say my biggest trigger is one of the biggest symptoms I have is insomnia. And that's also my biggest trigger. If I don't sleep, oh my goodness. I really don't function well. And I'm already like super stressed on a normal basis. So when I'm tired, it's even worse. Yeah. Um, not eating regular meals is another one. Um, and then I really just do not do well with too many people, too many noises, too many sounds, too many lights. I really oh, have wow. to kind of prepare myself for situations like that. Yeah. Keep yourself calm. I also do not actually, I had a guest on the show. I haven't released it yet. She is specializes in sleep, like sleep disorders and she says that a lot of people like that don't that struggle with sleep disorders that don't sleep can get themselves very worked up and panicking about not sleeping. And yes. I, I am like that too. I find I do it's worse than a hangover for me. Like I need if I don't sleep, I, forget about it. I have to cancel everything. <laughs> yeah. I, I just can't function. I cannot function. It's I'd rather have a hangover than not sleep. <laughs> Seriously though, because I just can't. Like I, I don't know. I just can't function. But you have with, like change directions completely. You are now an incredible entrepreneur. 
and you do something that I absolutely love. I am a beauty product addict. I love skincare. My mom and I had a skincare line before COVID hit, lost all my business, but I, oh, it's okay. It's okay. Maybe we'll circle back to it one day, but I love it. Like, I think that every woman should take care of their skin. And I think that like I was taught at a very young age. So it's shocking to me when I talk to women that don't have a typical skincare routine. So let's talk about how Figgy Beauty, Figgy Life and Beauty was born and what was your inspiration for it? Yeah, I, I always say it was born during the breaking. This period I told you about when I was, yeah. when I moved here and my panic disorder was at, at, at its worst. And I had to make a decision. Am I going to keep grieving this identity that I had lost? Or am I going to try and break free from these things that were holding me back? Yeah. And I decided... I wanted to create a space for myself where I can find some inner peace from, you know, um, my sexual abuse history when I was a child, which led to the anxiety disorder, to the hiding of it, to the shame of it all and the symptoms that come with that. And I had all of this experience in human rights and building these projects, but I was often barred from doing the best I could by other people's politics and bureaucracy and red tape and I wanted to do something where I am not barred by all of that so my first kind of thought was to create a community for other women like me and I know there are many of us oh yeah that just want a space where they can safely not be okay mm. where they don't always have to be positive and think about how to advise and what they can do better to help themselves and just take ownership of their story and know that it's okay to have that story. Oh, yeah. And when I thought about this, I was like, okay, but what can I give? What can I offer as a something to make self-care for them better? Sure. I've always loved skincare. And in that moment, I was having the worst possible time with my skin because one of the main symptoms of my panic disorder is really, really sensitive skin oh, because your cortisol levels are always so high yeah. and it causes that second layer of skin to always kind of be on fire because that's where all your nerves sit. Yes. So you're always feeling like it's burning and itching and scratching oh. and it's breaking out. Uh, and then I had new water, new food, everything within the oh, yeah. tree. And I thought, well, I love it. I can do a certificate in cosmetic chemistry. And this could be my first step toward acknowledging my diagnosis and saying this is a skincare line specifically for people with dry and sensitive skin. And I'm super open about the fact that I did it as a symptom of my panic disorder. And it really just kind of created the foundation for me to be okay with who I, I am. I love that. And and get rid of those labels. Like, yeah. Yeah, you know what, like what we, we're just, you know, we have, diff we all are so unique in how we operate and that there's nothing wrong with it at all. We all have a story. I mean, and there are a lot of women that have traumatic experiences. I mean, myself included for that, you know, I really just feel that it helps, you know, helps create the person that we are today. So what does Figgy mean? So when I was thinking of the name, I was under my willow tree eating my favorite fruit, a fig. <laughs> and I kept on playing around with this name and I wanted it to sound light and airy and cleansing. 
and it just kept getting stuck in my mind and I decided to do some research about the symbolism and the symbolism of a fig is that we acknowledge that we are all co-creators of our own destiny and it's about feminine energy and coming together as a community and that's exactly what figgy is to me and what I wanted it to be so I thought it was divine intervention that kind of sent me this name I love it so I was reading about your skincare. So you have several different products, um, but you also in your one of your ingredients is called Rubios. Did I call, say that correctly? Rubios. Oh, okay. I can't say that. <laughs> and so I was reading it. I'm like, oh, this is fascinating. So how did you find out about that? Because I I know when I went through the development process, like they had, you can basically like private label, right? And then you can add your own ingredients and just try to tweak it how you see fit. And so that's kind of what we did when we started. So how did you find this ingredient and what, and what does it do? So let's, let's educate the audience so they know that they have to buy this product. When you're done listening to this audience, go click the link in the bio. There will be a discount code there and support this incredible woman. Thank you so much. Um, so I'm natively South African, but we moved to Portugal. Rooibos is a really unique herb that only grows in a really small part of South Africa in a mountainous area of South Africa. And it cannot grow anywhere else. They've tried to grow it in France, but then it completely changes the structure of the plant and what makes it so amazing. And we actually won a court case to say that you can't do it because it's a protected designation of origin. Oh, wow. It's something very akin to every South African, you're born with rooibos. I mean, the first thing you get in your bottle as a baby is rooibos tea. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, you should try it. They always, they also call it red bush tea. So um, what it does much is I'm, maybe it's my history in my PhD and so on, but I love research and I love knowing that Everything is well-researched and there is just such an incredible body of scientific proof of, behind rooibos. I mean, decades of studies on inflammatory properties, its antimicrobial properties. It's such a wonderful, calming and soothing ingredient. And because it only grows in this small part and it has these unique abilities, its polyphenol structure is completely unique and you don't find it in any other plant on earth. So the antioxidant uh, uh, in rooibos and how it helps your skin fight free radicals is really, really unique. Oh, and wow. if you drink it like a tea, it's been scientifically proven to have cancer preventative properties, to help wow. with, uh, prevent diabetes, cardiac disease. It's really a beautiful ingredient. Sounds like it. That, it, that sounds amazing. So talk to us about your... Like your um, when you start creating your products, like what was the first product that, that you created first? So I did. I didn't want to go the private label route. I wanted to be part and parcel of every decision, and I wanted to understand how the ingredients mix together and what can be mixed together and what can't. And because I wanted to be able to question it if I felt sure. like I disagreed. Um, and when I started this skincare line, I. I immediately thought of it as for products because I thought that if your skin is really sensitive and you're really in a bad space, what you really need is to go back to the basics and have something super, super gentle and soothing to get you back to a good space before you can start with 
yeah. all the rest, like the targeted treatments. So um, I literally took my basic skincare routine, which is a double cleanse in the evening, a day and a night cream. And that's how I formulated this because in the mornings I don't cleanse with a cleanser. My skin is too sensitive and too dry. I only wash with water or robust tea. Oh, okay. Um, and then you can use the Figi antioxidant enriched day cream. Okay. So the antioxidants help you and it helps you with, uh, it helps your SPF work better. Not a replacement. Oh, okay. Okay. Let's be more effective. And it's beautiful because I think we can all say vitamin C is kind of the standard in antioxidants. But if you have really sensitive skin, you yeah. react to vitamin C sometimes. Oh, yeah. And there are other antioxidants like rooibos that can have a beautiful effect. So it hydrates and it helps fight free radicals. And that's been proven by our uh, independent lab efficacy tests. Wow. Then in the evenings, I do my double cleanse. I first do a balm wash to remove all the deep set oil in my pores. So oil attracts oil. Yeah. And once all of that, the sweat, the pollution, the sunscreen, the makeup is off, I do a gentle gel cleanse to remove the remaining dirt. And then I follow it up with the Figgy Evening Rescue Cream, which is just a beautiful, healing, deeply moisturizing rescue super super buddy for me <laughs> i love the name rescue cream save me save me keep me moisturized <laughs> yeah how was like the re, re the r&d phase for you how long did it take you for your first product oh gosh you proved a long time because i was so picky i was so picky about the ingredients and i was picky about where the ingredients come yeah. from and how they sourced it and i was unbelievably particular about the percentages of what I wanted in which product. And I wanted the products to, I didn't want it to just be skincare. I wanted to bring the luxury experience back to sensitive skincare. So I was very specific on how I wanted the product to feel, yeah. feel on my hands, on my skin. How does it penetrate the cleansers? How does it wash off? So I think it was maybe a good two years. Oh, wow. Yeah. But I was going back and forth. To just make sure it's as perfect as I would hope for it to be. That's awesome. And then how about your packaging? Because that was like a whole other animal in itself. It's yeah. like choosing your packaging and making sure you have all the right stuff on the package because there are certain, um, like you have, there are certain things that you have to put on there for, what is it, for per law? Like what I forget what it is. Yeah. It's been so long. But I was like, when I was researching all that, I was like, holy crap, this, it's, yeah. a lot, it's a lot to know and it's a lot to do. I mean, expect, like, there's a lot that goes into creating a skincare product and I don't think people really know that. Yeah, it. Uh, I was lucky because I think my legal background helped me understand that a lot. And Figgy is registered to sell in the European Union. So we had to meet the wow. European Union cosmetic regulations, which are a lot more stringent than in the U.S., especially with labeling and formulations. Yeah. So, yeah, there are certain ways that you can describe things, certain words that you cannot use, mm -hmm. certain things that must be on the packaging. Um, and that actually for me was the least um, challenging stage because yeah. I think I fell back onto my legal background and yeah. reading through regulations and rules and stuff, it kind of made sense to me. But what did 
what was a challenge to me was going from a service-based industry to a product-based industry. Oh, yeah. And understanding that there are things like shipping and logistics <laughs> and warehousing. And I I mean, there are so many terms I have never heard in my life that I had to learn, like drop shipping and something oh, yeah. else. And it's just, just yeah. such an information oh, yeah. overload. <laughs> Oh yeah, no. Well, well, you got your second schooling in, right? Now you've got a PhD in skincare and logistics. <laughs> <laughs> so, talk to us about your podcast. What is the name of it? The podcast is the My Figgy Life podcast, and it's really just a sacred space, a weekly sacred space for women uh, like me, or maybe not like me, who just want to have some time to not be okay and talk about the things that. You know those things where you sometimes are in a conversation and you feel, oh, I can talk about this. I yeah. can say how I feel. And then after a few sentences, you realize, well, I don't think they wanted me to be that honest or to mm -hmm. share that much. Yeah. So this podcast is for that. We share all of that. And if you want to listen to it in your sacred space and not tell anybody you're listening to it, but it still makes you feel better, that's wonderful. I was feeling good. I was listening to it. The last one she just released, it was very good. It was about chakras. So where can people find you, purchase your product, listen to your podcast, and just learn more about you? The best way is to go to Figgy Life, F-I-G-G-I life.com, and you will find the podcast there. You'll find the blog there, and you'll find a link to the shop. If you want to go directly to the shop, you can go to figgy.eu. That is the U.S. shop as well. And you can find me on Instagram at Jean underscore Figgy Life. Excellent. You guys, I'm going to put those links in the show notes. There will be a special discount code for you there. So if you have sensitive skin or know someone that has sensitive skin or just into skincare like myself, go click the link, purchase some of her products, and go follow her on Instagram and listen to her show. Jean, this is the part of the show where I like to ask for last words of wisdom or advice. What would you like to leave with us today? Yeah, it's actually based on something I learned the last two weeks. <laughs> My um, house got fire two weeks ago and we had a lot of damage and we lost a lot of things and I learned a lot about life and I always thought that gratitude is the most important thing to have because you always have to be grateful and if you come from a place of gratitude then your life looks different but I learned that day that although we always always have to keep that space in our heart of being gratitude grateful you know it could have yeah. been so much worse my husband could yeah. have died my little girl could have been home yeah you should also just feel your feelings because yeah. sometimes in that moment it really just sucks yeah and if i don't feel those feelings i fill up my soul and the space in my soul that could have been filled with gratitude because i'm not really thinking of yeah. that you know and that's okay it's yeah. okay to feel that way Absolutely. If your house catches on fire, absolutely. I would be like freaking out. And then, you know, after I freak out, I'll be all right. You know, then you just got to yeah. pass it. But I, you're totally okay to feel that way. Uh, Jean, thank you so much for sharing your story. Good for you for find, getting yourself on a path of healing with your panic disorder and managing it and doing something that you love and helping women stay beautiful with their sensitive skin. Thank you so much. You're welcome. You guys, this is your host, Deanna Radulescu with Label Free Podcast. To live your best life, you must live label free. As always, don't forget to subscribe, follow, rate, review, comment, share, all those good things. And I'll be back soon with more dynamic guests.